Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast weekend edition. Happy Friday, everybody, as we discuss everything happening in the world of the New York Islanders. And a busy time right now. We will have a complete review of the Islanders' win over the LA Kings yesterday in Brooklyn. We will also have this date in Islanders history plus a preview of Saturday's big road game in Tampa against the Lightning. So a lot to get to on today's show. Again, if you want to join the show, send us a, a, a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like to discuss. Our email address, as always, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. You could also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, or you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWarsNYR. V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please give us a five-star rating and leave some comments on your podcatcher of choice. It helps other Islander and hockey fans find the podcast and helps us grow the Locked On Islanders family. So that is always greatly appreciated. All right, let's get started. Busy, busy, uh, time and a big game last night. Uh, Islanders and LA Kings in Brooklyn. The goaltenders in this one, Tomas Grice and uh, Tomas Grice and Jonathan Quick, two very good goaltenders. Islanders scratch Sebastian Ajo, Ross Johnson, and Tom Cunackle. So the lineup very much staying the same. And Unfortunately for the Islanders, they did not get off to the greatest of starts in this contest as the last place LA Kings kind of took over and took control of the game early. The Kings and Islanders both had some good scoring chances, but it was the Kings who get on the board first. Ben Hutton, his third of the year at 10-20 on a shot from the point through a lot of traffic. Adrian Kemp and Blake Lazzotti with the assists, and it's 1-0 LA midway through that first period. And, and again, one of those situations where if you're the Islanders, you wanted to get off to a fast start, and instead you have the opposite situation taking place. Kings add to their lead as Alex Ayafalo, who we talked about on yesterday's podcast as being one of the most dangerous players on the Kings. He comes through with a shot from the left circle that beats Grice, and it's two to nothing 
in favor of the Kings. At the end of the period, Islanders out shooting LA 7 to 5, but a very inconsistent period for the Islanders and sort of a hush uh, in that arena being down two goals after the first 20 minutes of play. And it wasn't like that the Islanders played terrible. They just played an uneven hockey game. They would have a few minutes of good hockey and then a few minutes of sloppy play. And at the end of the day, uh, it just didn't seem to be working out, you know, the way they wanted. But no panic from this team. And again, we've talked about resiliency, and they certainly showed it again tonight. Didn't take long into the second period for the Islanders to get on the board a slap shot from the right point uh, in this one by Johnny Boychuk. Michael Dalcole with the goal. At 140, Dalcole's fourth from Boychuk and Letty. And again, that third line getting things done. And the Islanders cut the deficit in half and made it a 2-1 to one hockey game. And for Dalcole, his second goal in the last three games. So that was a good step forward. But the Kings get back and add to their lead. At the 7.09 mark of period two, Noah Dobson had the puck against the far boards, could not clear it out, and in the end, it's Trevor Lewis putting it home, his third, from Michael Amadio and Ben Hutton, and all of a sudden, the Islanders are down by two goals midway through the second period, and, you know, Hutton sets up the play. He intercepts uh, Dobson's attempted clear, and then it's like tic-tac-toe, Hutton to Amadio to Lewis, and it's 3-1. to one. Turnovers in their defensive zone, hurting the Islanders again, and again, too much inconsistency in their own zone in the first half of this game. But the Islanders do get back into this one. First of all, uh, a big stop by Tomas Grice, one of those things where Dustin Brown had a great shot and from in close that could have made it a 4-1 game and all but put it away. And then a big save by Grice keeping his team in the game. It's one of those saves that you forget about by the end of the game, but it really was important at the time. And just a few minutes later, uh, Kiefer Bellows with his very first NHL goal, and the crowd absolutely responds uh, that to, to that goal. His first from Beauvillier and Brassard, time of the goal, 10-22, and the fans, I'll tell you, I'll give credit. You know, Barkley Center, sometimes the fans there get criticized for not making as much noise as they do at the Coliseum. Well, they were chanting, Kiefer Bellows, and it was great to hear, very enthusiastic, and it really sort of played right into the hands of the Islanders helping the team get back some momentum. Islanders take a pair of frustrating penalties. Uh, first, Matthew Barzaloff for hooking at 12.54, then at 16.02, Beauvillier for slashing. He was... Uh, hitting Kopitar with his stick, and the penalty kill comes up big both times. At the end of two periods, 
Still 3-2 to two in favor of the Kings. Islanders out shooting the Kings 17-16. to 16. Islanders, you know, very inconsistent through 40 minutes. But when you're playing a struggling team like the Kings, sometimes you don't have to play your best hockey to have a chance to win the hockey game. And they were right in it despite the fact that they were playing a sloppy game for large parts of the first two periods. All right, we're going to take a little break. When we come back, we'll break down the third period and have this Dayton Islanders history and a preview of this weekend's game in Tampa. Lots more to talk about on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, we move on to the third period, and it was the Islanders wasting no time in getting the equalizer Matt Martin, his fourth from Devon Taze and Ryan Pulak at 23 seconds. Taze took the shot. Martin, the rebound, pokes it home behind Jonathan Quick. And very, very early on in the period, it's all even. And again, you know, we've talked a few times on this show about the importance of goals late in the period, the final minute, minute and a half, and how they can be momentum changers Goals in the first minute of a new period also can very easily change the momentum of a game, change the the atmosphere in the building, especially when you're the home team. And Martin's goal did exactly that. And it's one of those dirty goals where Martin was in the right position, right inside the, the dirty areas, the crease, right outside the crease, gets that rebound, pokes it home, and the game is quickly all even at three apiece, and that was a a very, very big move. The assist for Pulak, by the way, uh, he now has 100 career NHL points and a four-game assist streak. Game still tied at three. Brock Nelson had a great chance to score about a minute and a half after the Martin goal, but quick, still a good goalie in spite of the fact that he doesn't have the talent that he did before, he makes a save, then makes another save on Brassard as that third line clicking a lot in this game. And as a result, the game remains all tied at 3-3. Later on in the period, Sezikis and Martinez drop the gloves at 11:03, and you have a little bit of a mess with the penalties. Sezikis, two for roughing and five for fighting. Martinez, five for fighting. And Drew Doughty got a two-minute minor. So neither team ended up with a power play, but we did have uh, Sezikis kind of winning that fight. And then not long after the fight, which, you know, sometimes, again, is one of those things that can change the momentum of a game, Kiefer Bellows, his second goal of the game, his second NHL goal, at 12-10 from Brassard and Anders Lee, and the Islanders had a 4-3 lead with a little over two minutes left in regulation. The Kings pull their goalie, and Anders Lee makes them pay. He scores into the empty net. Brock Nelson, the only assist, that one coming with at the 1947 mark of the third period. Islanders skate away with a 5-3 win, and uh, right now all eyes on Kiefer Bellows, who is off to an impressive start, and a tweet coming over from NHL Public Relations, Kiefer Bellows, the 17th player in Islanders history 
to record at least one point in each of his first two career regular season games. The last Islander to do that, Anders Lee, uh, April 2nd to 6th, 2013. Lee had a goal and an assist. Right now, two goals and an assist for Bellows. Grice ends up making 22 saves in the 25 shots that he faces. Multiple point games for the Islanders. We talked about Bellows with two goals, Broussard with two assists, Anders Lee with one goal and one assist. And then you look at the plus minus. Both Sezikis, uh, excuse me, both Broussard and Bellows plus three for the Islanders on that third line. Johnny Boychuk also a plus three uh, for the Islanders. Nick Letty and Leo Komarov were plus twos. Bellows, 11 minutes and 16 seconds. He scores two goals on four shots. But here's the thing. Bellows, four shots. Broussard, four shots. And Dal Cole, one shot. So that's nine shots between these two guys. And what do they get? Three goals, two assists for that third line. This is the kind of production that the Islanders have not been able to get from that third line all season long. And to see them getting it right now is absolutely huge. Again, two-game sample, not big enough to say that this is a problem that has been solved. But through two games, very encouraging to say the least. As far as shots on goal... Anders Lee had five to pace all Islanders players. Brock Nelson shining in the faceoff circle, winning 11 out of 17. Matt Barzal struggling, winning only three of 11 in this game. As far as hits, no surprise. Matt Martin leading the way with four. And block shots, Ryan Pulak with four. Pulak leads all players in ice time with 23.57. Among forwards, Barzal, 20 minutes, 46 seconds. And Lee, 20 minutes and 34 seconds. Overall, the Islanders getting the job done. A 5-3 come-from-behind win. Again, we talked about resiliency. The one thing... That you don't have, however, is consistency. And I'll tell you, you play the way the Islanders played tonight, or, or or last night, actually. You can beat the LA Kings. You could beat some of the lesser teams in this league that are struggling. But come playoff time, it's a lot harder to get away with this kind of a performance than uh, the Islanders, you know, can do when they're at home facing a struggling LA Kings team. By the way, with the victory, the Islanders now have a 14-game point streak at the Barclays Center that goes back to last season. And right now, the team is on a 3-0-2 streak. So that's five straight games with at least a point. And uh, that is encouraging. As for Michael Dalcol. He now has a point in three straight games. That is the longest point streak of his NHL career. And as far as uh, Derek Brassard, he now has three points in his last two games. Ryan Pulak also now uh, four straight games with a point. And congratulations also to Devon Tays, who got an assist in this game and also was playing in the 100th game of his 
NHL career. So a milestone game right there for Taze. All right, we're going to take a step out. Islanders happy with their win. When we come back, we'll have this date in Islanders history, plus a preview of the big game coming up against the red-hot Tampa Bay Lightning Saturday on the road. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, time for this date in Islanders history. We take you back to February 7th, 2007, Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum, Islanders against the Philadelphia Flyers' big divisional matchup. Islanders getting on the board first. Victor Kozlov with his 19th goal of the year from Tom Pody and Jeff Tambellini. Time of that goal, 8-13 of the period. A little rough stuff going on shortly after that as Peter Forsberg of Philadelphia and Brendan Witt of the Islanders each go off for roughing at 11:01 after 20 minutes. Islanders won, Flyers nothing. In the second period, Islanders add to their lead just three minutes and 37 seconds into the period. Miro Chatan, his 18th from Andy Hilbert and Mike Sillinger. Islanders with a two to nothing lead. And folks, believe it or not, that's the way this game ended. Islanders getting two goals and 37 shots off Entero Nidamaki who played very well in a losing cause for Philadelphia. Meanwhile, Rick DiPietro, 27 saves to earn the shutout as the Islanders skate away with a victory over the Philadelphia Flyers in this one. No Islanders with multi-point games in this one. Miro Chatan, a plus two to lead the way. And as far as shots on goal, Jason Blake had six for the Islanders. Uh, in this one, but DiPietro getting the job done, earning the shutout back in the days when he was still healthy, and the Islanders skate away with the victory. Islanders improved to 26-21-7 on the year at that point. Flyers were 13-33-7, so Philly having a rough time back in 2007. Islanders doing a pretty good job. They earned the shutout, on this date in Islanders history, February 7th, 2007. All right, Islanders now going to face the red-hot, and I do mean red-hot, Tampa Bay Lightning. The Lightning on a roll. They have won, you know, a heck of a lot of games. And, you know, just off a big win over Pittsburgh, which certainly helped the Islanders And uh, they've won, you know, four straight here. Winning in L.A., winning in Anaheim, uh, right after the All-Star break, and then beating San Jose in San Jose, beating uh, Vegas at home, and beating Pittsburgh at home. So five straight wins right now for the Lightning, and they are right back in the thick of things in the race in the Atlantic Division And you look at the numbers right now in the standings. And uh, look, Boston still in first place with 78 points, but Tampa Bay, 73 points, only five points back of Boston, and they have a game in hand. You look at this team statistically, you could see why they are where they are. Third in the league in goals scored, eighth in the league in goals against, and their special teams are exceptional. 
The power play is clicking at a 25.2% success rate. That's third in the league. The penalty kill, 83.9% successful. That places them fourth in the league. And, you know, when you're in the top 10 in goals for, goals against, and you're in the top five in power play and penalty kill, you're going to win a lot of hockey games. The goaltending duo Andre Vasilevsky remains the starter. Curtis McElhinney is the backup. Vasilevsky right now in 39 starts, 27-9-3 and three with a 2-5-3 goals against and a 9-17 save percentage. McElhinney, 14 starts, 6-6-2, six, six a 2-8-8 goals against average and a 9-0-9 save percentage. You look at the names on this team Nikita Kucherov right now, their leading scorer, 24 goals, 63 points, and a plus 22 on the season. Steven Stamkos tied for the team lead with 24 goals. He's got 57 points. Braden Point, 48 points. Victor Hedman, 42 points and a plus 13. Lots of weapons on this hockey team, and we are going to have a big challenge to the Islanders' will to try to fend them off. We'll go down the line combinations. Point, center Stamkos and Kucherov on the top line. Anthony Sorelli is the second-line center. He's flanked by Andre Palat and Tyler Johnson. Cedric Paquette is the third-line pivot. Alex Kalorn and Patrick Maroon are his wingers. And then the fourth line, Mitchell Stevens, centering Carter uh, Varhegi and Yanni Gord. So that's the fourth line. On defense, Hedman and Mikhail Sergachev are the top pairing. Ryan McDonough injured in the, their game uh, last night, so keep an eye on his status. But he is usually on the second defensive pairing, along with Eric Cernak, and then Braden Coburn and Kevin Shattenkirk, an experienced and solid uh, third pairing on defense, showing the depth of this team. Jan Ruta is the only player they have right now on the injured reserve. Islanders going to have their hands full with this red-hot Tampa Bay Lightning team. And here's the other thing. Uh, if you look at the schedule coming up, Busy week ahead for the Islanders, and of course, we'll have it all for you. After Saturday's game, it's four games in six days for the Islanders. Monday of next week at Washington. Tuesday, hosting the Flyers, two big divisional games. Thursday at Nashville. Saturday at Vegas. So, the schedule is tight. It does not get any easier. It's four games in six days between Monday and Saturday. We will have all of the action for you here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody. Hope you enjoy it and uh, enjoy the Islanders matchup with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Should be a great game and a game where the Islanders are going to need to play some of their best hockey if they hope to at least get a point. Look, we talked a little bit about the three-game homestand. They end up getting five out of six points. That's what they needed to do. We talked about that before it st- uh, the homestand started. You got Kiefer Bellows adding some spark to this lineup. Can he keep it up? We'll let you know. 
Lots to talk about going forward. Big game against Tampa. So have a great weekend, everyone. I'm your host, Gil Martin. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.